Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. But I also love spotlighting the nonprofits in the area that are making a difference in a lot of people's lives. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency located right here in downtown Chandler, as well as I want to thank my business sponsor, the Ronald McDonald House Charities. Ronald, Ho Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central and Northern Arizona is a welcoming home away from home for families with children facing medical challenges, providing an atmosphere of comfort, love, and courage. And as I always say, everyone wants to feel that they have somewhere that they belong and we all should have a place to call home. Today my guest is Carrie Schulman. She is the Chief Executive Officer of the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central and Northern Arizona. Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central and Northern Arizona board member and, and, I, and the executive board member co-chaired uh, the McKnight Gala and is now a proud and dedicated employee of the house who has an unyielding passion for the mission, which I can understand. She considers it an honor, which I would too, to work for and be a part of something bigger than herself. Oh, isn't that something we're always saying? Maybe there's something bigger than us. Please help me welcome my guest today, Carrie Shulman. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm glad that you accepted. It's nice to meet you and be here. We, uh, we've all heard about the Ronald McDonald House and all the other organizations, but we're not going to include those in this interview because this <laughs> is about the Ronald McDonald House. Um, so you're the CEO, but now you said that you actually worked there. Um, first, I want to know a little bit of background. How did you get involved with this? So I became familiar with um, Ronald McDonald House Charities um, when I was a McDonald's owner-operator. So I had a business here and I loved our mission and McDonald's is a supporter of the Ronald McDonald House mm -hmm. and so I took the opportunity to spend some of my free time um, volunteering and serving on the board of directors and sitting on an executive committee and co-chairing a gala. And then when I sold my company in 2019, um, we were looking for somebody to run operations um, and they said, what are you going to do next? What do you think? <laughs> and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And they said, well, why don't you come on board and run operations? And so I did that for a little while. And then our CEO retired and I put my name in and was selected as her successor in September of 2019. You just happen to have the information on the resume because you've already worked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a part of my life for a long time. Um, so I read the mission statement. Tell me more about what the Ronald McDonald House is, because I don't think everyone's clear on it. There's so many other organizations that mm. could be close to what they think it is, so I'm going to allow you to tell us what that is. Yeah, so um, what we do is we provide temporary housing for families who travel to the Valley to receive medical care for their children. We serve families from all across the state of Arizona. Um, but we also serve families who come from other states for specialized medical care. Phoenix is becoming a hub for premier medical pediatric treatment and mm -hmm. care. So we have families that travel all over um, and we have families internationally who come. We've had families from Italy and Puerto Rico and um, all different places around the world. So um, a lot of families from Mexico being so close to the border. So families come to us um, through a referral through a social worker or a healthcare provider and we provide them housing at no charge. 
um, all meals, housing, internet. Um, we basically are a home away from home. So we let the doctors and medical care providers take care of the, uh, the excuse me, of the children. We take care of the families so they can focus on their child's journey to wellness. And then when all goes well, um, and we hope that's the outcome, they go home. And sometimes they stay with us multiple times or for extended periods. So it's a respite kind of thing? Or is it an actual housing that they stay for as long as they need to? We actually have three houses oh. um, here in the valley. Mm -hmm. um, and we, one house has, well, altogether we have 78 rooms. So we can take up to 78 families at any given time. Um, families, we welcome siblings to come or extended caregivers. Um, that was one of the things that I learned right away when I became involved with the house is that you know, not every family looks like a mom and a dad no. and a child. Every family is very unique and very special. Mm -hmm. And so we try to make it a comforting and welcoming place. And um, we never say no, we say, how can we help? I like that. Um, and so it's just our job is to make things comfortable for families so that during what is oftentimes a very unexpected and stressful time, for them to have a place where they can come home after a long day, have a warm cooked meal from our volunteer groups and just relax until they get up the next day and it starts all over again. Right, and that's one of the things I can relate to with my own personal journey. Um, I didn't have anything to do with being in the Ronald McDonald House, but I have a project I worked on several years ago as a volunteer at the Ronald McDonald mm -hmm. House. And um, that was the one that was on, a, is it Central? Um, it's on Roanoke and Fifth Street. So basically Thomas and Fifth Street is our biggest house, yeah. Um, and it's been so long that I hadn't actually done a tour, so maybe I should come do a tour again. You should, you yeah. should, you're always welcome. Thank you. You're always welcome. And you have a statue of the Ronald McDonald also there, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> we do. Ronald is, um, it is something that we do around the world. Okay. So Ronald McDonald House Charities uh, was started in 1974. Uh, back, the first house was in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And Fred and Anita Hill had a daughter who had leukemia. Mm. And uh, what they found through their pediatric oncologist, Dr. Audrey Evans, who just recently passed, that families were sleeping in the halls. They were sleeping on um, couches and rooms. They were eating out of vending machines. Mm -hmm. And they said, we can do better than that. Mm -hmm. And so they collaborated with um, their local McDonald's um, owner-operator community. And they opened the first Ronald McDonald House um, in 1974. And wow. since then, um, our first house here in central and northern Arizona opened up in 1985. And we opened a second house on the campus of Phoenix Children's Hospital in 2008 and a third campus um, on the, uh, in Mesa, which is pretty close to here, um, on the campus of uh, Banner Desert Children's. Wow. So we have three houses now. So I have a nonprofit as well, and I actually have one program that I have there, I call it a program, at Christmas time. This, is, mm -hmm. this was just my fourth year. Mm -hmm. I have a tree that goes up, it's called the Tree of Angels. Oh. And so you've probably seen all the beautiful trees at Christmas time throughout the hospital there at the Phoenix Children's Hospital mm -hmm. that are put up in um, care and for the kids and the families from different organizations all over the place. Yeah. And so each year I put a tree up, it's the Tree of Angels, and I have these mm -hmm. little ornaments that I made that have butterflies in them. And each of them have a name of a child that has passed away mm -hmm. based on my own story. But these are the things that happen in life. And so 
I, we're never going to be prepared for death, but even though we're never, not one of us mm -hmm. is going to escape it. But yeah. to know that um, you're there and I didn't realize that, I'm like feeling like I'm definitely in a place where I'm also giving back, not just because of my personal mission, but you guys are doing the same thing. And, and to watch the Phoenix Children's Hospital grow through the years that it did, because I also volunteered there with my daughter, so all this is coming full circle. <laughs> I love full circles, especially for me. Me too. Um, it's nice that that's there because there's a collaboration that you're helping the families and the, there's not like you said it's not always the same um, mother father you know there's different dynamics when it comes to a family mm -hmm. um, but the one thing that everyone can come together on is that child that's needing that help yeah and the families who can't leave and so part of the other program that I do is that I give gift cards to those families that can't leave mm -hmm. at Christmas time yeah because that is they can't mm -hmm. financially they can't do it um, probably emotionally they can't do it either. Mm -hmm. um, so you had mentioned that people come from all over. Mm -hmm. Well, what is the process? You had mentioned that they have to go through caseworkers. So, mm -hmm. And you never say no or don't want to say no, but there's got to be something that if you can't help, maybe then you send to another. I mean, how does this work? Oh, we're really good at problem solving. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> uh, we never want to turn a family away. So when sometimes it's a planned um, visit, something happens, and uh, the, the families have a little bit of advance notice. So they work through their social worker mm -hmm. or physician's office. We get a referral. Um, our one requirement is that families live 30 miles out of yeah. where they are receiving treatment. But being that we never say no, um, there are times when we have situations of um, end of life, um, there's a terrible trauma, an accident, um, and the last thing we want to do is put a caregiver in a car um, where they might need to be at the hospital right away. So if they were to live a mile away, we'd provide lodging for them and housing um, so they could literally be right across the street. And we're very strategic how we place families. Mm -hmm. We put a lot of thought into it. Mm -hmm. So um, our Cambridge house, which sits on the campus of Phoenix Children's, um, we save that for our sickest children. Um, we save it for families who have a transportation barrier. Mm -hmm. um, many of them do. And, um, and then we save it for kids who are going to be with us for a long time. An example would be a heart transplant, mm -hmm. something like that, where they're here pre, you know, during, and then post. Um, the longest family we had was a family, a little boy named Gustavo with a heart transplant. They stayed with us for 786 nights. Wow. So um, we have families that stay one night, we have families that stay 786 nights and everywhere in between. So, um, and we're really proud, you know, one of the, if you've ever had a sick child, um, you know how expensive it can be. And uh, for many of these families, it can be financially you know, detrimental to their entire world. And so we are very proud that we work hard um, and we fundraise really hard so that we can have families stay at no charge. So it costs us about $107 a night to house a family and families come to us and they don't pay anything. So we're really proud of that. Um, one of the misnomers that a lot of people have is when we say Ronald McDonald House, they think, oh my gosh, you're funded by McDonald's, right? I was one of my next questions <laughs> because it's associated, and then you have the statues, so yes. I would think that they have something to do with each other. Yes, we have a, we have a lovely partnership with McDonald's. Okay. Um, the partnership that McDonald's, um, if you've ever been through a McDonald's drive-thru, you'll see the little change coin mm -hmm. dropper, um, or at the counter, you'll um, sometimes be asked to round up. Um, and then sometimes um, 
you know, we'll, they'll run different promotions in the restaurants and that money will come back. So every time you buy a Happy Meal, um, a penny of every Happy Meal comes back to us at the house. And oh, you'd think like a penny. Um, but we, we sell a lot of Happy Meals here. <laughs> we get a lot of money in Happy Meal revenue. So that is the support that McDonald's provides us and our local owner operators within the restaurants. And then we have, we're very fortunate to have amazing relationships with our owner operator cohort here, who I've had the pleasure and honor of working side by side with, and they are big supporters. Um, so when we have a big brick and mortar project, like a, a remodel that like we just did at Roanoke House, we're getting ready to remodel Cambridge, they like to support individually um, based on their relationship with the house. So it's a, it's a very interesting and unique relationship, but there is a Ronald statue in every Ronald McDonald house across the world. And uh, we are all our own individual 501c3s. Interesting, mm -hmm. I would have, okay, so thank you for clarifying yep. that. Yep. Yep. Um, so take us through the process of, some, of a family coming in. So sometimes the best way to explain it is through a story. So I'll share a story yes, with please. you. Um, so we recently had a family uh, from Kingman okay. and uh, mom was eight months pregnant and she fell. Um, and so they called for um, help and she ended up coding in the ambulance and the baby um, was deprived of oxygen for quite some time. Uh, the baby was airlifted um, here to the valley and put immediately into the NICU. Um, so you can imagine the trauma, the, this unexpected tragedy, this baby who's now here. Dad's at home, he has three other children, okay. just lost his wife. Um, and so extended caregivers, grandparents have stepped in mm. and they have been staying, they've been with us now for about three months. So as soon as we were notified that there was this situation, uh, the social workers reached out to us. We have very good relationships with our hospital partners. Um, and they called and said, we have a, a family who's gonna need some support for quite some time. And so um, they've been with us for a long time. Um, the diagnosis is not what they were hoping. Mm. Um, so they will be going home soon um, with hospice care and, and those types mm. of things. But I will tell you, it has been such a joy to care for them and be there for them in what is a really dark moment. And they're just really special. So um, they're there every day at the hospital bedside working with the baby. And um, so, you know, that's just one example. And then you've got other examples where Maybe you have a family whose um, child, um, gosh, breaks a bone and severely damages something and they come for orthopedic care or they come to Phoenix to have um, tubes put in their ears. I mean, something as simple as that. And then you've got children who um, come here for our oncology and hematology services. Um, those sometimes end up being very long um, stays lots of micropremies. Oh, really? Itty bitty, one pound, 1.6 pound babies. Yeah. Um, we spend a lot of time, those families are very long-term stay with us. So we see everything, they come in, um, they check in with us. We know that sometimes an anticipated stay might be a week and sometimes that stay goes on to be multiple weeks and multiple months and we're just flexible. You know, we're here as long as you need us. How can we help you? How can we make this better for you? Is there any any resources? 
Um, and we just try and make it as comfortable as possible mm -hmm. so that when they go home, they're strong enough um, to care for the child that they're now taking home on this journey. Wow. Yeah. I always tell everybody that the, we're all one trauma or tragedy away from mm -hmm. change mm -hmm. and that nobody is exempt from anything happening to them mm -hmm. at all. And um, to hear stories like this, to know that the organization is doing what it's doing is so heartfelt. Um, so when people go out there and volunteer, which I always encourage to volunteer, <laughs> I do a lot of volunteering, probably not enough hours in the day, but I always make sure that I go out there and give back because you just don't know who's really needing mm -hmm. it. And you never have to be known that you did something, but I mentioned it to you because I totally forgot about it until I, we were talking here. I was like, oh yeah, I volunteered there several years ago. Yeah. But um, I will encourage anyone that's watching this or, or listening to this to find something that mm -hmm. is um, gonna make you happy and gives a difference to the community that you're in. You might end up being someone on the flip side you don't know. I never take anything for granted. Yeah. No. And it, to your point, it can change. You know, you you just never know. So every day is a gift, and you know, we do. I feel like my job um, is to make this world a better place mm -hmm. for families. And if they didn't have us, um, they'd be sleeping in their cars. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, who could look at hotel prices? You know, mm -hmm. it's so expensive. Well, even rent in yeah. homes, you know. So if they didn't have us, they'd be sleeping in their cars, they'd mm -hmm. be sleeping bedside, which is not restful. Mm -hmm. um, we have some families that will never leave bedside, but maybe they have a second caregiver and they'll alternate. Mm -hmm. So they never leave bedside, but there's room for them at the house. So we always, you know, what's working? How, you know, if something's not working, let's change it. Sometimes they'll be staying at our Roanoke house and something will happen in the course of care and then we'll move them closer to the hospital over to the Cambridge house. Um, sometimes families so desperately need accommodations that they'll stay in our Mesa house, mm. our Dobson house, and then they'll drive in to downtown for services. So, and we just make it work. We just, you know, <laughs> whatever we can do to make it easy mm -hmm. and to bring a little relief to, to these families is what we do. So you just talked about how However, the long time, the extended time that they mm -hmm. need, are there like really long time frames where people have to stay longer? Do you find a resource for them to be able to find their own place to call home instead of finding that to be the permanent place that they call home? Yeah, so it's interesting that you ask that. Every once in a while, we have a family that, you know, perhaps due to unusual circumstances because they've been away for so long. They sometimes lose what was home in their community. Mm -hmm. And then where do you go? Mm -hmm. um, and so it doesn't happen very often, but it does on occasion happen. Or there's a situation of trauma where the family doesn't want to go home. Mm -hmm. um, and so we work very closely with our mm -hmm. social work partners to say, okay, what's this is kind of what we're seeing. Um, let's work together on a transition plan. Um, we never kick families out. Um, we work on the transition in what life is going to look like back when they get home, whether home is now, you know, Arizona, central Arizona, northern Arizona, or whether it's beyond in a different state. So it's, it's very delicate and families are so fragile, mm -hmm. um, you know, and if you've never been around someone who's had severe loss or onset of an acute that turns to be a chronic illness yeah. and the unknown that goes along with that, it is very, very stressful. Um, so our team, they know um, exactly what to do. We aren't social workers, we're not nurses, we're not practitioners or caregivers. 
um, but we're there to provide a home-like environment so that they can rest and take care of their kids. So you've talked about some of the care that's needed. Obviously, mm -hmm. that's why there's the staff there. Do you guys teach any of the extension of the care so that when they do leave the Ronald McDonald House, then they can continue to move forward yeah. in their own homes? You know, our hospital partners do that. So okay. will, there will be social workers or caseworkers. Mm -hmm. Let's say a baby's gonna go home or a child is gonna go home with a port. Um, or maybe an NG tube or some sort of um, apparatus. Um, wound care is a really big deal, so they have to learn how to properly care for those wounds so that they can go home and keep the child safe mm -hmm. um, and infection-free. So we'll have some of those providers come and work one-on-one -on -one with the families. We let, this, we let them tell us, hey, this is what's needed to right. get them home. Um, and then they have those support services, and we, we stay out of it. Mm -hmm. um, we have everybody come in, we welcome them, we take them to the guest room, and then we let them work their magic. And then when, they're, when everyone's comfortable that um, families are good to go home, then, then they can go. I kind of think of like an extended care kind of thing where you've mentioned that you provide the meals and you provide the space. Do you actually provide maybe some sort of how do I say this? I want to say entertainment because they're not there to be entertained, mm -hmm. but there's day in and day out in that same feeling of whatever that's being felt mm -hmm. can take a toll on a person. And, it's, and then when you've mm -hmm. got other family members that are there of different ages mm -hmm. trying to deal with the stresses that you had already indicated. Is there anything that you guys do there that can take them away from there in that feeling? That's a, that's a great question. Um, we are getting ready to launch an art program. Um, that will happen in Q2. So we had a funder come through and say, hey, we'll support this program. Um, and we have a professional um, person who's an artist who's gonna come in and do very simple um, projects with families. We participate in um, what's called Beads of Courage. We have an RMHC of Central and Northern Arizona bead. So we have a sibling program that we're getting ready to launch for kids. Um, Pre-COVID, we had yoga, we had um, all kinds of people that would come in and provide services. We had a therapy dog team that would come in and we're slowly getting back to that. But one of the, one of the things that's so special about Ronald McDonald House is that it's a communal living setting mm -hmm. and families lean on each other. It's a me too factor. It's, At least that's how I define yeah. it. I mean, I think, um, you know, you've got a family who's adopting a baby, they're from Florida, they meet a family from New Hampshire who's adopting a baby. Both babies happen to be born with severe um, drug addiction. Mm. They're trying to get the babies off of that and healthy to go home. They have an instant bond. Mm. Um, you have heart, our number one diagnosis, believe it or not, is hearts. Really? You have a lot Why of is that? babies and heart with heart conditions, genetic defects with hearts. Wow. Um, people are always surprised. Most people think it's you know more more of an oncology. Um, hematology diagnosis, but hearts is our number one. Interesting. Yeah, so we, you know, we, we try and uh, make it very peaceful. You mentioned Christmas. Yes. Very difficult time yep. to be away from your support system, your family. So we have a wonderful volunteer. Um, her name is Karen Spangler Phillips. She runs what's called um, uh, Santa's Workshop. Oh. And we run it for three or four nights in a week, and families, we set up a whole Christmas shop 
and families come in and they shop and we wrap all their gifts oh. and then we deliver them to their room so that um, they have Christmas while they're with us or they're getting ready to go home and they take Christmas home and they don't have to worry about it. So Very it's nice. really fun. Um, we have people that come and fa do face painting and balloons and all kinds of stuff and it's just a way to bring the holidays to the families when they can't be home. You know, the holidays are supposed to be like this special, great feeling and somehow <laughs> It doesn't always feel that way. Mm -hmm. you, when you think about what you just shared and then what I know I personally do and other people that do mm -hmm. stuff, it makes us feel good with that down feeling of someone else can't do this crazy enough that it works both ways. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. so nice. So yeah. we want to give um, some credit to the staff that's at the Ronald oh. McDonald House because without them, mm -hmm. we wouldn't have yeah. what we have at Ronald McDonald. So tell us more about the staff. Yeah, so we have an amazing, amazing team. Um, we have a whole group of guest service um, coordinators and guest service managers. Our houses are staffed 24-7, 365 days a year. Um, so we always have a team on campus to assist with families. We don't have check-in or check-out times. It's whatever time the family gets there and whatever time, you know, you may be discharged from the hospital at six in the afternoon or two in the morning. Mm -hmm. So, um, but our guest service team, they make all the magic happen. Um, they help the families with, with any essentials that they might need. Sometimes families literally are not expecting to stay and be admitted mm -hmm. and they have nothing but what they're wearing. So we reach out, we work our magic, we get them all the resources that they need. Sometimes they don't have a car seat. Um, so we, we, they really, um, and they always know I'll say, you know, just make it happen, just do I it. I like that phrase. Yeah, it's, make it happen. Make it happen. make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah, and so um, we have a facilities manager mm -hmm. who manages and oversees all of our facilities to make sure that everything's working properly, families stay comfortable. There's always gonna be issues when you, they're like three little boutique hotels almost. Um, one has 18 rooms, one 16, and then 32 at Roanoke. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, Elkin manages that. We have an amazing fundraising team. Um, you know, we, a lot of people think, oh, you're a nonprofit. Well, we're a business. And um, the only thing that's really different is the way we file our taxes. So um, we, uh, we have to make sure that we are fundraising and bringing enough money in to sustain operations, which the development team does an amazing job. I spend a lot of time fundraising and out in the community sharing what we do, um, inviting people for tours so you should come. I will. Um, it's really amazing to see um, the houses. And, um, you know, it's... It takes a village, and it takes uh, a team that is really dedicated to the mission of um, what we do, because you you see families in their darkest moment, and um, sometimes it's hard. We lose a, we lose a child, and um, those days are tough. Um, they're hard on the team. Everybody's affected. It's not Everybody's just the family. Everybody's affected. Anyone that was touched by that individual. Yeah. And some families are with us for so long that they really become part of our extended family, and. We get to see those kids grow up over the years and we get to see when they have really great days and when they have setbacks and you know you really become a part of their journey and um, it's it's really fun I, and and having the siblings there um, is all of us love that because it's just um, it's like magic <laughs> and when you're having a hard day you just you just go out in the hallways and you just See, kids you see little kids whatever. and you just hang out with them <laughs> and it's really fun and they they kind of bring back that okay and kids are so resilient they are they're so they are. resilient and uh, they're so hopeful and joyful and 
their families are there to be the strength and um, our caregivers, you know, our hospital um, partners and physicians and nurses and therapists and all the people that work with all these kids, um, you know, nobody can do it alone. So it's, yeah. it's really um, so nice to be a part of something. I drive home every day and just sit and reflect on the day. And um, I'm always thinking about what happened that day and how we can do better and what could we have done differently and would it have made a difference? And, um, you know, just learning day by day about how we can be better and, and serve more families and uh, be there when people really need us. And we're, we're the only ones that do what we do in the Valley. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. We're the only ones that provide this. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. So you're probably going to have to have another campus then. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because we are looking to expand and grow as the valley keeps growing. We're like, okay, we have to serve more families yeah. and how are we going to do this? And, um, you know, and right now it costs us about $10,000 a day. A day? A day to run our operations. And people don't know that, but we have three large um, campuses. Um, our Roanoke house sits on five acres, so it's a lot. Um, we have... One of the things that I'm really proud of that you guys should really know, um, and if you come take a tour, um, we'll show you, but we have standard guest rooms, and then we have family suites. So if a family is bigger, or they have extended care caregivers with them, or siblings, they have a little more room. And then we have apartments. Two bedroom, full kitchenette, washer, dryer apartments mm. in each house, so that if you have a child who's immunocompromised, mm -hmm. um, or you have a family who's gonna stay with us for a long time, mm -hmm. or they have teenagers. Mm -hmm. We take kids up to young adult age of 21. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. So our hospital partners would consider pediatric care up to the age of 21. So uh, sometimes 22, and we've made exceptions mm -hmm. for kids that come back and they've hit that 22nd birthday, but they still need care. So we always make it work. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that. Let's just make it work. Yeah, let's it just make so it work. We never sounds, say no. That's what we always say. Like we never it's say much no. More comforting thing to say, anyways. Yeah. Then, then we'll see. It's definitely yeah. like let's make it work. Yeah. No, we never we never do that because it sets people up for disappointment. Yeah. So we just figure it out and. If we have to ask for a little forgiveness later, then that's what we well, do. Well, life's tough enough already, and then you're being told, we'll see. It's, yeah. no, let's figure it out. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, kids, kids, um, they have setbacks, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes they're unexpected, and so um, you have the, the ebbs and flows of what that feels like as a, as a you know, caregiver and a family, and um, so it's, every day's different. Mm -hmm. um, every family's unique, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just a joy to be a part of it. It's really, it's really great. Thank you for being that person. Oh. You know, some people would say, "Oh, you're sitting next to, you know, what did we talked about this oh. earlier, a certain title to an organization." But you're just a regular person doing something you're passionate mm -hmm. about, and you gave me the opportunity so that I could let everyone else know more about who the Ronald McDonald House is and a face behind it as well, yeah. and giving a shout out to everyone that makes it happen. Yeah, because there are those things that we are secluded from. Mm -hmm. We really are. Mm -hmm. Unless you've actually walked the journey, and so kind of similar you know. with which I do know, I do know, yeah, and so know. that also is why I sit here and I have so many people that I sit and listen to their stories, mm -hmm. and I say I'm grateful just to deal with my own, even though some people say I can't imagine, and 
I don't get that option. Mm -hmm. That can't imagine is my is my norm, yeah. as these families are, whatever they may be. Mm -hmm. And so you guys are there to give them that support that they probably wouldn't have found anywhere else because they don't know where else to go. Yeah, that's. I think that's part of it. You know, navigating mm -hmm. um, healthcare and resources and services that may be available is very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. um, so we just try and make it as easy as we can. Or they don't even know where. Right. Or they don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes you find the people have been um, running Airbnbs yes. and have taken out um, extended mortgages or sold cars to pay for things and you just said no 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 yeah. no no <laughs> like we have everything you need and it costs you nothing come stay with us and uh, so that feels that feels really good and, and then when you get to meet so many wonderful people um, you know our volunteers you'd mentioned we could not do what we do without our volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, it's so important for our families to have a well-balanced home-cooked meal. Mm -hmm. And our volunteers um, within the community fill those um, spots every single night in our houses. That's so, yeah. I think I did part of that too back in 2013. I got to be one of those people. So now I'm going back. How many times have I volunteered? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently a, a lot that I, I remember doing that one time and it was it, mm -hmm. it feels good again. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, was there anything else that I didn't ask you, but I think you pretty much covered everything. So yeah. I, I do have one final question. Mm -hmm. If I only had one question to ask you or anyone else to know who they are or get an idea of who they are, what they're about, mm -hmm. it would be this question. Based on your journey of life, Mm -hmm. What message would you message? Excuse me. Would you leave everybody? You know, I'm a big believer, and I used to really not like when people would say this to me. Um, you know, um, you never know what's going to happen, and that every single day is a gift. And things, you know, um, that I had planned on in my life maybe didn't work out a certain way, but then as I look back, I think, well, of course it didn't, because you were meant to be doing this. Um, and so I think just be patient, um, give yourself some grace. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in helping other people, mm -hmm. so I filled my bucket with that. But um, just be patient and give yourself some grace. Sometimes there's things that are beyond our control that take us to where we're really meant to be. I love how you broke it all down mm -hmm. because it's true and we don't like that. We are you have to be patient, and I'm like, I don't like that word at all. But now that I've seen things, like I mentioned earlier, I've got this whole mm -hmm. full, full circle thing that I didn't realize it, but then now it's allowed me to be here with all the different things I went through to have an appreciation more so now as to mm -hmm. be patient, Christine. <laughs> yeah. Be patient. I was like, no, I don't like that P word. Yeah, I always think, you know, um, just giving things pause. I, I just kind of have a 24 hour, sometimes something will happen in my day or, um, you know, and I'll, I'll get worked up about it. And then I sit back and I think, you know what, after, you know, sleep on it, give it 24 hours and then see if you still feel as, as emotional about it. And then, and then make decisions on how you want to move forward. And it could be that with anything. It could be that with a sick child. It could be that with a situation at work. It could be that with somebody cut you off on the freeway. I mean, there's all kinds of things. That's always going to happen. That's always going to happen. <laughs> or, you know, you're like, why are you tailgating me? Like, right, slow right. down. But, you know, I, there's all different kinds of things. And um, 
you know, we all have a purpose and it takes a village and we all need to help each other. Everybody needs a little help once in a while. We're not, no one gets through life without needing a little bit of help. No, and we all found that out in 2020, but we're not gonna keep revisiting that yeah. because we do know that was a reset for everybody, yep. every walk of life, everything that had been taking place, that, that it's very true. Yeah. So I think from now on, I'm not gonna hear the word be patient. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna put that in pause. Uh-huh. <laughs> pause sounds so I'm much more manageable for, for a little my bit. brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been so nice. I, I always love an opportunity to share what we do, because to your point, people have probably heard about us, but they don't know what we do. Um, and we serve hundreds of families every single year. And uh, if you're interested in volunteering, if you're interested in coming down for a tour, reach out, we'd be happy to show you the amazing work. We can talk about it all day long, but when you actually get to see it, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, really, it's really magical, so. The information you just gave made it magical too because it gave more of an understanding. Mm -hmm. So thank you, I thank you for your time. Oh, anytime I'm, any, like I said, if I have an opportunity to share what we do and um, how we care for families, it's a pleasure to, to be with you, so thank you. And thank you for being our sponsor today. That was, that's, that's in itself um, an honor. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, another great story. I want to thank my studio sponsor, the Motivated Mind Group, a global creative agency located right here in downtown Chandler. And again, I want to thank the Ronald McDonald House Charities for sponsoring today's episode. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, please also email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well and you take care. Mm -hmm.